Hello everyone, welcome to the Got A Case of Wanderlust podcast, a show dedicated to all things travel. I'm your host Lydia, and on this episode, you'll hear a conversation between me and another fellow traveler that will hopefully inspire you for your next travel adventure. If you enjoy listening, consider following the show and giving it a rating on Spotify, or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a quick review. It would mean so much to me. All right, thank you so much for being here today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Got a Case of Wanderlust podcast. I'm your host, Lydia, and today I'm here with another special guest. Her name is Janessa Jant at The Traveling Wildflower on Instagram, and she is a travel blogger, author of the poetry book Shipwreck, um, and I'm so excited to talk to her. I have so many questions about all the things, um, but first, I really want to talk about your initial travel experiences and what kind of kickstarted your ambition to travel? Yeah, well, thank you so much, Lydia, for having me on your podcast. I always have a case of wanderlust, so I was super excited to be on here today. I absolutely grew up with having the travel bug. Um, I'm actually, my mom's actually from the Philippines, um, so I'm part Filipino. And I started traveling very young because so many of my family members are around the world. Um, I'm cur- I currently live in Minnesota. So um, a lot of times I would grow up taking like over 26 hour flights to see my family. Um, and so that kind of started me off young, just loving to travel. Um, I've been to the Philippines several times. Uh, my current goal is to visit all of the national parks. Um, so that's what I've been up to lately. I got back from the Grand Canyon a couple of weeks ago. Um, super magical. There was still a bit of snow everywhere, um, but that's totally fine. I've been doing a lot of traveling all over the U.S. I guess music festivals kind of jump-started my travel back from, I kind of tapered off like my junior, senior year of high school. Um, but I love music festivals. So in my early 20s, I traveled across the country to go to all the music festivals. And as much as I love that, there's so many times I'd be like, there's so much more here than just the festival. I want to explore the downtowns. I want to know all the local shops, all the beautiful things to see. And that's when I started making more trips, uh, making myself and my friends itineraries. And we expanded our travel past just music festivals. Amazing. What's your favorite travel festival? Or music? Oh, man. It's it's hard to pick. I would have to go with Electric Forest. Um, If you've never been, please go. It's so much fun. It's in Rothbury, Michigan. Um, It's a camping festival. We camp there uh, for five days, actually, um, Wednesday through Sunday. And I highly recommend it. Um, If you go, try to get good life. Um, because the artists actually will come out to your campground and you can watch them up close and personal play, um, which was a very unique experience and one that I haven't had at other music festivals yet. Um, that would have to by far be my favorite. Cool. I'll have to check that out. I'm, I've only been to one music festival, so I'm very um, not knowledgeable in that field, but I'd love to go to more for sure. Um, I would also love to hear about your experience yeah. 
throughout America, road tripping and all that, because on your website, you have a bunch of planned itineraries and tips um, specifically for road tripping. So take us through how you craft your itinerary and um, maybe some of your favorite national parks to visit. I first started doing itineraries probably about like posting them on the website, I'd say probably about a year ago. Um, and I would post all my adventures on Facebook and I would get tons and tons of questions from people. Um, what was your favorite place to eat? Where are kid-friendly activities? And I would be answering like the same thing initially to every person over and over and over again. Um, and finally I had a friend say, just make a blog and put it all on there and send the link <laughs> and just save yourself all the time. And that's initially how everything started. Um, gosh, favorite road trips. I have a lot. I just got back from a Southwest road trip um, through Arizona. And I have to say, I really, really love that. Um, the landscape, totally different from Minnesota um, and the Midwest. Um, but I, I guess I'll start with um, some of my favorite road trips I've done. So Southwest Arizona, that has to be one of my favorites for sure. Um, so we flew into Mesa Airport and I highly recommend if you can fly into Mesa. It's super convenient. It's about a 30 minute drive. Um, it's east of Phoenix, so it's not terrible. And the airport's small, everything goes super fast. Uh, the best part is by the baggage claim right outside the door is all the rental cars if you need to rent a car um, and if you're flying into Phoenix. So that would probably be my recommendation for that. Um, we explored Phoenix. Um, we set up a home base in Prescott, uh, which if you're from Minnesota or Montana or any of the northwestern parts of the U.S., it kind of feels like home because it's mountains and you've got the Northwoods. Um, so we set up base there and we went through Sedona, Grand Canyon, um, Page, Arizona to see the Antelope Canyon and Horseshoe Bend. Um, and we actually went a little bit south too and decided to go by Tucson just to catch some of those super bloom wildflowers. Um, super fun. So that has to be one of my favorites. Um, I think another road trip near and dear to my heart always is the North Shore of Minnesota. Um, I mentioned earlier, we've been going there for 10 years. Every time I go, we find different things to do. Um, and every single town on the North Shore is super special. I always tell people who stop just at Duluth, you guys are making such a big mistake because there's so much beauty beyond Duluth um, as much as I love it. But I always say drive straight through from Duluth to Grand Portage and you will not regret it. Um, if you love waterfalls, there's tons of waterfalls to chase at each of the state parks along Highway 61. Um, so that is my recommendation for some of my favorite road trips. Um, I'd say another one I really loved was when we went to Northern California. I'm a big fan of the Pacific Northwest. Um, we road trip from San Francisco to Fort Bragg because um, we really wanted to see the Glass Beach, which is just as beautiful in person as you see online. Um, and that one was really fun too. However, I will say the Pacific Coast Highway in the North can be kind of scary to drive. Um, so just be, be prepared for twists and turns and to drive super slow on that one. <laughs> um, your question about itineraries. So 
I'm I'm a mom and um, it, if I travel with my family, it requires lots of planning more than if it's just me and I can just like throw my stuff in the car and go. Um, so that's kind of where planning my itineraries came from is just being a mom and needing to plan things um, for my kiddos. I always figure out um, kind of where we want to set up a home base. Traveling with kids, it's really hard to kind of do the hashtag van life thing as much as beautiful as that is. Um, but trying to figure out where I want to set up a home base and what do we want to see and do around that home base. Um, for example, like we set up a, a place in Prescott to stay at and Sedona isn't too terribly far. And a lot of the places that we knew we wanted to go to weren't too terribly far. So it just was a place that made sense to stay. Um, so being able to figure out what exactly we want to do in the first place and then I actually use, um, I have a couple apps I like to use to figure out, to find really cool places. So I like to use Wanderlog um, app and I can make itineraries on there. I can see Google Maps on there and it can help me see exactly um, how close, how far things are apart from each other. So it really helps with road trip planning. Of course, Google Maps, that's classic too, um, that you can use as well. Um, there is another app I like to use, um, Oh gosh, I think it's um, I-35 or I, not I-35, I or interstate. Um, and it lets, allows you as you're driving to find some of the really, really cool things around you. Um, oftentimes, like if I'm the one behind the wheel and my partner is passed out sleeping, <laughs> sleeping in the passenger seat, sometimes it's nice to be able to figure out, okay, what are, what's, some great restaurants because we're hungry. We've been on the road for a while. Or what's some really cool things to see, we're weird and unique that we don't have back home. Um, sometimes like, you know, kiddos need a break. Where's the nearest park? So that's a really good one too. Um, I have actually a blog post and it lists all the apps I really like to use for itinerary and road trip planning. Um, so that could be a really helpful resource for all the road trippers out there. Yes, thank you so much for all of that information. We'll definitely have to check out your resources and those apps that you mentioned. I really love how your focus is about traveling close to home because a lot of us just, it's simply not a possibility to travel very far. Um, and it's unfortunate because I think traveling is so beautiful and everyone should do it. But of course, um, we have limited means in reality. And so um, I really enjoy the idea of, you know, not having to go far in order to really quench your thirst for adventure and mm -hmm. um, fuel your wanderlust. Um, and so I also want to mention that this podcast is all about breaking down barriers to travel and maybe misconceptions about why it's not possible for you to travel. And one of them could be, I'm a parent, I can't travel, just like no time. So do you have anything to say on like misconceptions about being a parent and traveling? Oh, man. Um, I have, I mean, I probably have a lot to say about that. <laughs> um, I remember like becoming a mom and people just telling me like, you're not going to be able to travel anymore because you're a parent now. And just like hearing that said to me, it kind of lit a fire in me. And I was kind of like, I'm so going to prove that wrong. <laughs> um, because you can still travel as a parent. Um, I'm very blessed that I have my mom who helps out a lot. So if I do want to do 
um, like a trip with my partner or a solo trip, I'm able to do that. But I really love bringing my kids with um, just watching them learn in the world around us and having that hands on experience is completely priceless um, and just such a different way to teach your kids. And not only that, but bond with them and I think make those memories. Um, so, I mean, that's the number one reason why you should travel as a parent, right? Like you're bonding with your kids, you're giving them these brand new learning experiences. Um, as for barriers for parents to travel, I think when we think of travel, we, we might think like spring break, and we're going to go to this fancy resort in the Florida Keys, or we're going to go somewhere, you know, far away. I think it's just for us to maybe switch our mindsets to what we think travel is. Um, it's travel close to home can be just as meaningful and impactful for family bonding, for kids, as taking them across the country so maybe you just start out small to begin what are some that everyone in your family would love to do and that's kind of how um we started exploring more of minnesota is um there are times that because of work we can't travel far um or like our kids might struggle being in the car for so long if we traveled all the time right so um, I think starting small and working your way from there, if you're someone who has just some anxiety about traveling with your kids and getting your kids used to travel too, um, and going from there would be one of my biggest tips. Yeah, I think that's really useful because for sure, when you add in the element of not only like traveling with kids, but just in general, traveling with other people, you have to mm -hmm. definitely um, be more careful with um, planning and researching and all of that. So um, I would like to go back though and talk about your poetry book, Shipwreck. Was that before or after you had kids? So it was after. Oh, okay. um, I published it after, I should say. I actually published it almost a year ago. Um, I published exactly. it last year. <laughs> One year or anniversary. I'm so excited. Um, but I started writing it before I had kids. Um, I've been writing it for a while. I didn't start writing poetry to publish it, though. It was more for my mental health, um, just a coping skill. And I remember just looking back at everything I wrote. It was almost like going back in time and just kind of experiencing all the struggles in life and, and realizing things I've overcome. Um, I did a lot of my writing for my poetry book during my travels because I was so inspired by traveling. Um, I was so, I felt so healed. I, I, I always look at traveling, especially when I get to be in nature as healing um, for me. And that's kind of how my poetry book came to be. Yeah. Well, I want to congratulate you on self-publishing for one. That's huge in itself, especially something as vulnerable as poetry, because um, I personally love poetry as well, reading it, writing it, but it is very like raw and very authentic to who you are. So I think it's really beautiful that you were able to share it with the world in hopes of, you know, creating some positivity in others' lives. Um, do you have any words of wisdom for anyone currently going through like the process of healing or um, finding their 
their own light within themselves? I would say lean on your creative outlets. Um, a lot of times we don't we don't take enough time to self-care in the way that we're expressing our feelings. Um, and that kind of goes into like in our society, we kind of live in a speed culture, like we're always rushing into the next thing. And a lot of times when we think of what do we need to take off of our plates, sometimes it is things like that. Um, like I used to paint a lot more than I do now. Um, I used to write a lot more poetry than I get to do presently. Um, and I've noticed in myself when I don't do those things, when I don't have a creative outlet, that's when I just, I don't feel in the present moment. I don't feel in touch with myself. And so that would be my biggest thing is um, express yourself, be creative, figure out what inspires you, um, and also connect with with everybody around you. Connect with people, connect with nature, go outside of nature. Uh, there's so many studies that show a correlation between like the lessening of depression uh, with nature, with just a simple nature walk like around your town. You don't have to run to a national park for it. <laughs> you can just do it in your hometown. Um, but that would be my words of wisdom. I know those were things that I wasn't doing for a time period of my life. And when I started doing them again, it really uh, changed things for me. Yeah, I would love to echo that. Um, having a creative outlet is so important. I'm a huge advocate for journaling because personally, like writing stuff down is something that's helped me immensely. And it's the way that um, I feel best um, lets me express my thoughts because verbalizing them isn't always like the easiest. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, poetry is definitely there when you need it. And I encourage you all to check out Janessa's book, which is called Shipwreck. Again, you could find it on all her platforms as well as, um, is it on Amazon? Yes, it is on Amazon. Um, I also, I put it on my Etsy um, and I actually have priced it a lot cheaper on Etsy because Amazon has like a minimum um, for what we can charge. So um, Etsy is the best option, but it is on Amazon too. Amazing. Yeah. And you also have a guided travel journal. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I I love doing things online, but there's something super special about pen to paper. So I had looked, like scoured Amazon for what my idea of a perfect guided travel planner or journal would look like. And I could not find what I had envisioned in my mind. And I probably sat on Amazon shopping for hours looking for this idea I had. I was hoping for something that I could put like my bucket list that I could plan my actual trip in. Um, maybe also partially a journal so I could do some guided meditations, yoga practice, different things like that. Um, so I decided to just create my own and, and put what I had in my mind on paper. And that's kind of how it was, um, I guess, came to be. And I've actually used my travel journal. I used it all year last year. Um, and it was it was really, really fun. Um, I'm a big fan of the idea of if you can manifest or manifesting your dreams, like if you can dream it, manifest it, do it. Um, and I think there's something just to kind of echo what you said, so powerful about journaling. And so that's kind of how how that idea came about. 
I love it. I definitely um, think a travel journal is something super valuable, not only for yourself, but for your future self to look back and reference um, just, I guess, everything to collect what you're experiencing in the moment to process all the emotions. And again, just to have that creative outlet, because in this day and age, the most valuable thing is really to know yourself and to spend time with your thoughts and discover who you are. And I personally believe journaling is the best way to do it. So if you don't have like a journaling practice already, highly recommend you start. Um, Do you have any certain like epiphanies you can think of that journaling has helped you realize um, throughout your travels? I think journaling has helped me be more present and more confident. It can be kind of intimidating to go somewhere brand new that you've never been before. Um, But when I'm writing in my journal, I'm basically manifesting what this will be like. Um, I'm looking at the things I want to do. Um, A lot of times I pick out things that challenge me that I'm kind of scared to do. And then I like to journal and write about it and kind of picture myself doing it. It's almost like I'm doing a vision board, (laughs) but with my words. Um, And I think that's carried me through a lot of a lot of my trips. Um, I think the most intimidating one being um, driving the California coast (laughs) on on Pacific Coast Highway. That is one of my bucket list things. I want to do a California road trip so bad. It's pretty magical. Um, and we've, we haven't done this in the same trip, but we've, I guess, technically driven up um, the California coast, like the entire coast um, in two separate trips. And it's so crazy to think that Southern California and Northern California are the same state. Um, so both different. beautiful, but the beauty's different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. So do you have like a preference between Northern or Southern California? <laughs> Oh, that's hard to say. Um, I have a cousin in California and my partner, he has his family in California. So in in Southern California. So usually we do Southern California. Um, But there's something so beautiful about the rugged Northern California coast and the redwoods. And um, of course, the beaches are a little bit tougher to swim in. They're colder and the waves are really rough, but it's just absolutely beautiful. So that would probably be my preference between the two. Yeah, it's definitely hard to decide because they are so different, even though they're in different in the same state, which is crazy. I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, definitely on my goals to do, but I think road trips at this point are... A little bit tricky because to rent a car at my age, you uh, you have to pay like a young driver fee. Sometimes companies won't even let you if you're under, um, I think, 26, is it? Maybe 24. Yeah, I, that's the hard part. Yeah, I remember even going to music festivals, just having someone like 26 year old come along and they <laughs> and they would rent cars. I'd be like, you can be under your name. <laughs> I wonder, though, um, there is. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the escape camper vans. It's a newer, um, like van life, um, trending, um, business that they have locations all over the United States. And I don't know if they're rental 
process is like the same as some of the others, but um, you basically like lease this live-in van um, and you can drive around the country and it would be something to look into. And even if, you know, they do follow the same rental requirements, it's, it's an awesome idea. If you want to road trip, visit national parks. Um, I, I know that they have a couple California locations, but um, that one's kind of on my bucket list too, because the vans look cool and they actually originally hand paint each one. So each van is different that you can rent. Um, just super cool. It's a brand new um, rental car idea, I guess, but they have their own business of live in vans. <laughs> Ooh, that is super cool. Yeah. Definitely have to see that for myself. So it's a website or an app? It's a website. Um, I think they, they're on Instagram. I know they're on Instagram. They're called, they're called Escape Camper Vans. Okay. Um, so you can look them up on Instagram um, at Escape Camper Vans and um, go on their website and you could check out their locations, uh, just read kind of what's it all about, how it got started. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm seeing more and more, I think, people start businesses where they buy these older vans, they gut them and they recreate like this beautiful um, van you can live in and road trip, you know, all over the country. Um, it's pretty cool. Okay. Amazing. So for all the road trip newbies out there, I just made that word up. <laughs> what, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, pieces of advice would you give for them, you know, just initially planning where to go, like what to pack? Are there any essential things you think um, first time road trippers should know about? I would say planning's always good, but if things don't go according to plan, it's okay. Part of the beauty of road tripping is that unexpected things happen. Um, I think having a backup plan for car trouble is super important. Um, a lot of times, like if I'm renting a car, I'm kind of like, okay, I feel a little bit better because I know like things have to be up to the, up to par. Um, and usually you can add on like some roadside assistance if anything does happen. But if you're using your own car, just make sure you get everything checked up before you leave um, and make sure you have a backup plan. Um, I think if you're one of those people planning to explore, uh, state national parks or even go camping and that in anything that involves hiking, I will say always, always tell someone your route and where you're going. Um, and that's just a safety thing, especially if you are in the outbacks of a national park. A lot of times you don't have service. It's so easy to get lost. But if you have someone back home who knows your route and where you're going and the day that you plan on going, it can be really, really helpful, um, which, again, is kind of the beauty of planning. I think for packing, some of my must-haves, and this isn't counting like for my kiddos. I guess it would just be counting me or, or like adults. Um, always have my phone charger, of course. Um, bring like your essentials. Um I always make sure I have a portable charger too, in case like if I'm going hiking or anything like that, I can just plug my phone in, um, make sure I have routes printed off. I know that's kind of old school, but hiking trails, sometimes even if you're driving like the back roads, it's really nice to print off your directions. Um, honestly, if you're staying, if you're camping, you're going to pack a lot, right? You're going to bring all your essentials, but if you're going to an Airbnb or hotel, I always call and just see like what they already have there for me because it can cut down on packing a lot. Um, 
I like to go to places that have like a washer dryer because <laughs> I can cut down on packing clothes so, so much. Some of my must-haves that I bring everywhere, though, I always like to bring my hiking boots. I always bring a raincoat. I always bring warm, cozy sweaters and socks. Even if I'm going out to the desert, oftentimes nighttime's super cold um, and the weather can drastically change. Um, there are some, some skin products I really like to have. Um, so, like, make sure you have a sunscreen, of course. Like, a lot of times I'll... Um, I have foundation that has sunscreen in it, moisturizer that has sunscreen in it. That's kind of like a go-to. Um, I love the switching from makeup to health, like um, the IV packs um, for for your that you can put into your water. Gosh, I'm blanking out on the name. It's packed with electrolytes. I like to have that when I go hiking or even just road tripping, protein bars. That I guess that would be like the really short list of all the stuff I like to bring. Okay. Yeah, that's super helpful. Wait, so yeah, how does the shower situation work? Do you go to like public showers, like outdoors, or how does that work? <laughs> so camping wise, um, if you're at a campground, a lot of times they will have showers there. Um, if you're someone who does want to camp, um, if you, uh, if you're not, however, there are showers not like an actual shower, but you can actually get a portable shower. I actually first was introduced to this when I went to a music festival. I went to 515 Alive in Des Moines, Iowa, and there was a girl a couple campsites down from us who um, had a portable shower. And it was like, you have to set up like kind of the curtain and stuff yourself, like figure out the privacy piece. But um, it's like a, a bucket of water or bag of water that, and they have what's almost like a makeshift shower head that comes out of it. And you can actually take a shower that way. And I've never seen anything like that. Um, check out Amazon for that. I have not purchased one, <laughs> but that's an option too, that I've discovered from my music festival days. Um, so there are ways oftentimes when we travel and we're road tripping though, um, we try to find places like if it's a campsite site, we make sure there's somewhere that has a shower. Um, or we stay, like, obviously, hotels and Airbnbs, like, there'd be a shower there. Okay, good to know, good to know. Isn't that crazy, the things you find on Amazon? Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can manifest anything. Just search it on Amazon, and there it is. Literally, the power of the internet <laughs> to live in these times. <laughs> We're so lucky. We are, definitely. Okay, so I want to know, what's next on your travel bucket list? Where are you heading to next? Oh boy. Um, quite a few places. Um, we're going, I guess the next place, um, sometimes I do cabin collaborations. So I will stay at cabins and I will feature them, highlight them, put them in my blog and itineraries um, in exchange for like a compensated stay. So that would technically be our next thing we're doing. Um, so I'll be in Harris, Minnesota in a couple weeks and highlight um, the cabin. Usually I make an itinerary of the town the cabin's into. Um, so they have that to just hand out to their guests in the future. Um, that would be our next day. Otherwise, the next road trip would be um, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Um, we're hoping to see pictured rocks. Um, then we'll be in California. We'll be road tripping up the coast again, starting in San Francisco and hopefully going to see um, Yosemite too. Um, 
And then after that, we're doing our Northwest National Parks tour. Um, so we are going to visit 10 national parks um, in July and we'll be on the road most of the month. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. I am bringing my kiddos. So this will be an experience, but um, it's probably the longest road trip plan that I've ever, you know, will have gone on with my kids. But I think it'll be a good experience. I think there's going to be challenges, but I think it'll be a lot of fun too. Um, so those would be our next domestic travels. Internationally, um, I'm currently planning a trip with my mom. Um, and this won't be till next spring, but we're hoping to go to Japan and the Philippines. So that would be um, some of our next travels. Oh my gosh, that all sounds super exciting <laughs> and amazing. Um, yeah, perfect. Thank you so much for your time today, Janessa. Um, where can people find you on online and all your products that you offer? Do you want to shout out any of your things? Sure. I am on Instagram at the traveling wildflower. I have two R's at the end because it was taken before. <laughs> um, I, have, name. I know. <laughs> um, I'm currently starting Lemon Eight. Um, so my handle for Lemonade is at Travel Wild because um, they only allow you to have really short uh, user handles on there. Um, brand new app. It's kind of like Pinterest meets the early days of Instagram. It's supposed to be the next big app. Um, so trying that out. I also have my website, of course, um, thetravelingwildflower.com. I send out all my itineraries to people on my email list. So um, you can subscribe for free and I'll make sure I send all my itineraries your way. Um, and then my travel journal and my poetry book are on my Etsy. And I have all those links um, on my Instagram and website. So yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> Cool. I'll link all of that in the show notes. And once again, thank you so much for your time today. I thank do appreciate you. all your thoughts and just, um, yeah, being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I just, I love meeting people who love to travel and just sharing that passion. I think it's such a beautiful community. I've met so many amazing people, um, whether it's while I'm traveling or even just online. Um, it's been super, super cool. Yes, me as well. I'm super excited to expand the traveler community and build connections. And yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode. If you can take 10 seconds out of your day, please spread the travel love by following this podcast and giving it a rating. Or if there's anyone else in your life that has a case of wanderlust, it would mean so much if you shared this episode with them. You can find me sharing even more travel-related content on Instagram at God of Case of Wanderlust and on my personal Instagram at Lydia Schultz, double Z. I also have a travel blog for my extra passionate travelers out there, which can be found at godofcaseofwanderlust.com. And all of this can be found in the show notes.